Today we celebrate what is the newest holiday in the Christian calendar. Most Christian holidays have ancient roots, roots in the life of Jesus. Christmas, Good Friday, Easter, even if some later pagan traditions have sort of snuck in at the sides, the remembrance itself is thousands of years old. Christ the King Sunday, sometimes known as the Reign of Christ Sunday, that we celebrate today, on the other hand, is a new celebration. It was made official in 1925 by Pope Pius XI. World War II had killed or injured nearly an entire generation of young men in Europe, and the young people who were left behind were profoundly disillusioned with God and with the church. The world was becoming more secular. And so while the power of the church receded, Pope Pius wanted to affirm that while the reign of the church might be over, the reign of Christ was not. But Pope Pius also intended the celebration of Christ the King as a call to action. Unlike most leaders at the time, in fact, unlike the Pope who succeeded him, he heard and recognized the distant drumbeats of fascism. Surely he couldn't have predicted the full horror of what was to come, but he knew that a day was coming when people would have to choose between competing claims to authority, between the claims of Christ the King and the claims of fascist rulers, between the values of the kingdom of God and the values of Hitler and Mussolini. He hoped that the annual practice of celebrating, of lifting up Christ as king, would prepare them for that choice. God willing, you and I won't face a choice that stark in our lifetimes. But I think Pope Pius was onto something. We desperately need this annual reminder of Christ as ruler. Because every day we make choices big and small, about who and what will be in charge of our lives. Who is, at, who is on the throne at the center of things for us? What takes up the most space in our minds and hearts? What determines how we spend our time, how we feel about ourselves, what our priorities are? Who or what is on the throne? What do we allow to have power for us? We celebrate the Feast of Christ the King to remind us that that throne, that place at the center, belongs to Jesus. So often, without even realizing it, we give people and ideas power in our lives that we don't intend for them to have. For me, it's really easy to let my desire to please people be in charge. Maybe for you, it's something else. All of us probably have people in our lives whose love and approval we really want, and it's so easy to put them on the throne, that parent or friend we're never quite going to please, that disapproving voice in our head that tells us we're not thin enough, we're not wealthy enough, we're not working hard enough. That's an easy voice to put on the throne. What about our jobs, our desire to succeed? How much power do we give to those? What about our comfort and contentment? Is that what ends up coming first for us? 
There are a million things that we can give power and authority, and so much of the Christian life is learning the practice of dethroning those things so that Christ can rule. And of course, the hardest ruler to dethrone is the self. I want to be in charge of my life, and I have a very good plan if only everything and everyone else in the universe would cooperate. Most often, I'm the one on the throne. I'm the one I think about. I'm the one that I listen to. I'm the one that I worry over. But here's the problem that Pope Pius recognized. I am not a very good king. I'm not good at ruling my own life. When I put myself at the center, things just don't go that well. Garrison Keillor, the writer and former radio host, might be problematic in some ways, but he had a great essay last week about how exhausting it is to be on the throne of your own life. He says, church is a sanctuary from thinking about myself, my work, my plans for the week, my problems with work, my view of DJT and my PSA and my most recent MRI, my lack of exercise, other people's view of me, me, myself, and I, and frankly, I'm sick of myself, and so would you be if you were me. For him, church is a way of decentering himself, and that decentering brings relief and peace. I feel the same way. In the rare and precious moments when I manage to let Jesus be in charge, when I manage to surrender, things become more manageable. It's sort of like crossword puzzles. Anyone do crossword puzzles? I can't stand them, but my family loves them. My dad will um, call up and leave answering machine messages that are just, this is dad, Greek god, eight letters, starts with P. (laughs) So anyway, I've seen a lot of crosswords, and I've tried a lot. And at the beginning, right, there's always a lot of confusion, a lot of erasing, a lot of going back, until you get that one long word in the middle right. And once you get that one fixed thing in the center, everything else becomes easier and more clear. Figure one thing out and everything else falls into place. Or it's sort of like untying a knot in a necklace or a string of Christmas lights. It's all a mess and it keeps getting tighter and harder to unwind until you find the one loop that you can pull on and the whole knot comes apart. Figure out the center word in a crossword puzzle or the right loop to pull on in a knot and everything else falls into place put Christ on the throne in our lives, and even though it's not easy, somehow our other priorities and needs fall into the right order, the right sort of proportion. Life is still complicated, of course. It doesn't mean that things are effortless and easy, but everything becomes a little bit clearer. The next step becomes a little easier to take. Because Jesus isn't a cruel, demanding king. Think of how we used power on earth. Yes, there was strength. Yes, there was authority. But it was always used in the service of others. It was always offered with kindness, with vulnerability. That's how Jesus ruled on earth and how Jesus rules in our lives. And so being a Christian is a lifelong process of dethroning ourselves or anything else that claims authority in our lives. It's about dethroning ourselves over and over again so that Jesus can be in charge. And it's really hard. Every day we face that choice. St. Augustine, the African theologian of the fourth century, 
said that the right response to anything and anyone you meet in life is love. The only sin, he says, is to love things in the wrong order. The misordering of loves, he says, is the source of sin. Our goal is to love things in the right order. It's fine to love financial comfort, but not if it comes ahead of your love of neighbor. It's fine to love our jobs, but not more than we love our families. If we love God first, he says, the other loves sort themselves into the right order. He says the ethical life is about the ordering of loves. If God comes first, the other parts of our lives fall into order. To celebrate Christ as king is to affirm that Christ is in charge, and therefore no one else is. No one else gets to have that determining voice of our, about our value, how we feel about ourselves. Nothing and no one else gets to be at the center. God's voice is the voice we seek to hear. God's values are the ones we try to live out. It's not easy, but God is much better at ruling than we are, and the kingdom of God is a much happier place than the kingdom of the self. Amen.